great way to start it off. Dude, this morning, oh, I was furious. So I was getting ready. I got done, everything. And I was about to head out and grab my NOS, like I always do. I have a NOS every morning. And I had, for some reason, I took all my shit out to my truck. And then I came back in and I, I grabbed my NOS. And I was grabbing the rest of my shit to walk out, which was just stuff to put in my pocket. And literally, I, I stopped in the kitchen, went to crack open my NOS. As soon as I went to take it off the counter, the bitch just slipped out of my hand. Gone. The all whole over, thing? All over the floor, bro. I spent 20, like 15 minutes in the kitchen cleaning this shit up before I went to work this morning. I was pissed. But. So my morning, I woke up this morning and I heard scratching outside my door. For those of you who don't know, I have a cat. His name is Akihiro. We both have a cat. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> my cat's like a dog. And he sh- showers. Yeah, he gets, in the, he, he gets in the shower and, like, hangs out, and, like, he likes water, and, like, he eats human food. He's weird. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sure Pete is going to get on me for that. But, but So I wake up this morning. Oh, wait till I tell the story. They'll really be honest. So this morning I get up, right, and I walk out of my, my room because I hear him scratching, right? We mm. just got a big box, like a, like a thing that they can go in and they can use the restroom and then it keeps the house from smelling. You yeah, know? like a enclosed litter, litter box. Okay, yeah, it's just like that. Yeah, that's what so, I got. Okay, so if it looks like a little box, this is my girlfriend's idea. Because <laughs> if it was up to me, it'd just be in the corner and then I could just dump it when I was done. Anyway, so anyway, so I get up this morning because I hear him scratching. So I open the door and, dude, he's taking a, he's taking a shit <laughs> on my carpet. Oh, hell no. Dude, dude, and not like a little one. Like a like a human sized one, man. I was like, "What are you doing?" And he ran from me, and so, I, dude, it took me like ten extra minutes to hunt him down. I had to get him out from underneath the bed, right? Oh, God, and I stuck his face in it, and I wore him out. Boy, I beat the <laughs> crap out of him, you know. And so I went. So so I go to work, right? Because I, I I was not gonna have time to clean it up. So I had to go to work, right? And I went home. And I cleaned it up, and I thought he was gonna be mad at me because when I got his when I got him. Mm. Clipped, dude. He didn't hang out with me for a week. Holy he, shit! He was mad, dude. The whole dude, week. when I got her fixed, she like within an hour we got home. She was totally fine. Yeah, no, he was mad. He knew he knew what I did. I think you know, like he was pissed. <laughs> he stole his balls, bro. Yeah, of course. yeah, dude. There's a video somewhere on my phone, like lost in the million memes that I have, you know. And I'm like petting him, you know, like he's sitting on the, you know, my couch is like an L. He's sitting yeah. on the edge of the couch, and I'm trying to mess. I was like, you mad at me? And he like. Looks at me and he looks away and I touch his foot and he pulls his foot in. He's like, "Get off me, man! Fuck dude. off!" Yeah, he was <laughs> pissed. Yeah, that was my morning. <sighs> Lovely. Gotta love cats. Uh, well, uh, I guess let's get this started. So, um, <clears throat> welcome back to the number one drift podcast on YouTube. I'm Dawson. I'm Nathan, and this is the Circle of Drift. Let's jump into it. So, um, just so first, first things first. Uh, we did start a social media, so by now, the by the time this one's up, the first episode should have been up for a week, uh, and we got Instagram, TikTok, uh, and then we should be on every podcast platform for all the audio, so go check us out there. I'll leave them linked in the description, but let's get into it. So, um, how did you get into drifting? I know we talked a little bit last time about... Uh, just kind of like sim racing and stuff like that but what was what was your initial goal i guess dude uh, my car was never supposed to be a drift car it was supposed to be like a street car i was going to do a drag pack and leave mm-hmm. it stock body and just drive it around and then i met chris anderton holt <laughs> dude and he was like you ever been drifting and i was like no I mean, I guess this car would be good for it though, right? This is what they drift. He was like, dude, i drift my car and it was like a pile of garbage like it was an ls at the time still though right no no oh I'm, god no because okay. dude chris runs my old isr headers that's oh, how no we way. do that's how everybody always wonders how we all the cars stay running all the time it's because we all run the same <laughs> car and if someone's car breaks i'll upgrade <laughs> or someone else will upgrade and we'll just give the the parts get hand me down you know that's fair so yeah that's i met fair. chris anderton holding he's like you ever been drifting i was like no what do you need he's like you need a handbrake and uh to just go try it, and that's when I—that's when he introduced me into uh, Jake Elliott, mm-hmm. and Jake Elliott sold me the angle kit and the uh, dual caliper kit that I never put on because I'm lazy, and um, 
that's how that's what that's that my very first event was at Beach Bend, and that's how I got into it. That's when I that's when the crank pulley came out. Oh no way! Yeah, sent it through a Mishimoto radiator. <laughs> I was like, God. and dude, and this is a very this is actually really important. So it broke, and and I don't know if there's any LS guys listening to this. I'm sure there is. Got to be. But a crank pulley is especially if it goes through your radiator, that would be the end of your day usually. Uh, I'd say so. Okay, well it wasn't. Okay? Dude, so Casey was done driving, my other teammate. He was done driving for the day. His car, his clutch was like slipping or something. We had to go fix it. So it was down. And he goes, "We're going to get you back out there. Go to O'Reilly's or whatever and pick up a crank pulley." So I went <laughs> I, dude, I had to drive right. 45 that's, that's minutes away. I went and got a crank pulley, and by the time I got back, Casey had my fucked radiator out and his little single-core KA radiator back in. I could only do, like, two laps at a time, but I went, like, 20 more laps that day because of Casey Burdick. He oh took his car God. apart to make my car work for the rest of the day. No shit. That's yeah. actually a, a funny story on something kind of like that, actually. My buddy Austin McDaniel. Do you, yeah, he's cool. Okay. So, the f- I think it was the first time... He wrecked his car at Beach Bend because he's he slammed it into the wall. The one with the picture where it's up, Be- the one before that. Oh, it was like a I'm year sorry, or two. Austin, I love you, man. <laughs> yeah, it was same same concept, same thing happened. But um, yeah, he he the first time he did it, he destroyed the entire front end. Like I mean, it it was caved in. We were out there with fucking trucks just yanking the shit out of it, just to, trying to get it like somewhat back in place with a rough alignment, and his radiator was busted too. So, but it was obviously from a wreck, not throwing parts off the engine. Yeah. But <laughs> Stuff uh, from the other way. Nothing yeah, nothing yeah. But we were at an Import Alliance <laughs> event. So they had, I can't remember what kind of tent it was, but I think it was like a, like a Core Works tent or, you know, something like that. I, actually, I don't even know what Core Works was around then. But uh, they had a Honda Civic radiator that was like 150 bucks. Like it was dumb cheap. And so he went and fucking bought that, threw that in the fucking KA car, and literally the same deal. He could do like two laps and it would yeah, start get hot. heating, but he got his ass back out on the track yeah. in like 20 minutes. So it was pretty cool. But I was pretty much hooked after that, I'll be honest. Because like when it happened, I was like, my buddy Ben, who helped me build the car initially, mm-hmm. told me. You know, this is not a forever deal. You need to change that eventually, especially oh, yeah. since because he knows I like to rev the crap out of my <laughs> car. So he's like, it's gonna fail, and I was like, throttle or nah. no throttle. you know, you know how I am. Like, nah, it'll be fine. You know, you worry too much, whatever, blah blah blah. And of course, it fails like you know, ten laps in. And I remember I could hear Ben over my shoulder like, I told you so. <laughs> you know, like I just was so. I was like, dude, damn it. I you know, there's video of that. Just for you know? context, Ben is fucking enormous. Yeah, he's like, shaped like a refrigerator. He's fucking six foot eight, probably. I don't know. He's huge. Yeah, he's like six five, I think. But I mean, he is like. He's an ex-military, and he's like he's a teddy bear, but he is very like looming. If you know him, if you know how to say, you know what I'm saying. He's just a th- he's a threatening person, but he's like if you know him, you're like the nicest guy. You yeah, know? yeah, he's absolute genius with anything to do with LS. Oh yeah, like, absolutely anything. It's weird. I'll ask him like sometimes. Sometimes I'll message him and I'll just ask him obscure questions, just to mm-hmm. just to see if he knows. <laughs> and dude, he never doesn't know. He always knows. I sent him a picture of like some super obscure heads out at Eric. I went to Eric McCoy's house yesterday and uh, helped him put his LS in his S13. Nice. And uh, yeah, he complained the whole time. It was so funny. And then, um, so what I. What did he have before? He had in... a. He had a forged rotating assembly inside of some kind of a fancy 350 small block block. The block was like fancy too. What the fuck? Yeah. And I guess it leaned it out. But I mean, that's just what happens when you just do it all on your own, which is no, uh, yeah, you know. But it was dirty, dude. It was dirty. That's a fast car. It has a, a, a Saginaw four speed. You're like, Ta-ta-ta. oh yeah, it, it was cool. <laughs> Those are pretty gnarly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we put, we put. Anyways, I put that down in there, and I just randomly was like, I wonder if Ben's ever seen these heads, dude. These are like Gen two LS one heads. They probably didn't make, but you know, mm-hmm. not very many of these. I sent them to him. He was like, he was like. Uh, I would probably swap those for something else. Those only flow blah, 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 CFMs. And I was like, why do you even know that then? You know, like, why do you keep up with stuff that is not good equipment? You know, it's yeah. just, it's just it's weird like that. Hmm. That's fair. Well, uh, let's kind of get back into like starting drifting. So I know whenever I started, I had like just a chassis, like it was nothing. It had a blown motor in it, 
uh, came with a motor. Rod Dog had to buy another one. But besides just mechanically making the car run, what all did you have to do to like get to your first track day? So at the time, I was uh, first track day was January 2020, I think. Don't look at me, bro. I, I think know. it was 2020. <laughs> is it 2020 or 2019? I can't remember. I'm old. But so um, mostly it was like getting the tires together because I didn't start on a KA. So I couldn't go out there with, you know, four sets of $50 Walmart tires. I knew that I was going to go through tires, and I did. I burned off my first set of, like, Walmart tires that I brought in, yeah. like, two laps. And I remember thinking, I was like, how do these guys afford this, man? This is crazy, you know. Because I didn't know, I didn't know, yeah, I didn't was, know anything. When you you're know? first starting, it's overwhelming the yeah. prices and stuff that you're staring at as far as like parts and then, of course, tires and then fuel. Especially running an LS, it drinks fuel. Obviously, I could yeah. get through two track days on a full tank in a Z. Hell no, I had to go, had to go gas absurd, up halfway through. You know, like yeah, it just it it. And th- I think that that is probably part of the reason that there's this stigma that you should start on a stock car. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's any... I-, I think that there may be some benefits to people who don't have any sort of experience performance driving when you start on a plane car. But I think that would probably be one of my- the reasons I would probably vote for that is because if you start on a stock one, it doesn't go through tires. You're not really going fast enough to really hurt the car as bad. You know, my, my very first time I went around it, I remember looking down when the speedometer still worked, and mm. it was like we were cooking like 74, 75 miles an hour. I was like, dude, god damn, we are flying, you know? Yeah, I'd never driven like that before. I was like, this is insane, you know? I remember my first time, too. Yeah, like yeah. Actually getting up to a decent speed, it feels like you're going a million miles an hour. But yeah. Once you start driving it for a bit, <laughs> it, it kind of wears off. But I've been always a little different in a, in that sense of starting. Um, I think it's great to start off on a low-power car. But you came from a different aspect, like we talked in last week's episode, how you started with VR. Yeah, I've VR got five years on a sim. And, like you know? actual sim racing and everything. I didn't have any of that. So being able to learn on an underpowered car, which I, personally I wish I would have learned on a KA car and then moved up to a Z and then moved up to more power. Just so that I could, because I still feel like I didn't get the full grasp of how to legitimately handle a car. Slot, like actually hand, yeah, yeah, handle a car. Because I mean, there's I could name multiple people that have just thrown power at a car, went out there for the first time, and they learned how to drift like that just because they had the angle, they had the power, they yeah. had everything they needed. It's super easy to drive an overpowered car, yeah, <laughs> but it's really hard to drive an underpowered car, so. When I remember I was driving Casey's car and Casey had the dual cam and it and it was like and this is how you know that I'm spoiled. So it had the hot boy cam swap, right? And he ran really little tires. He was yeah. not running two fifty five Kendas. These were like some like, you know, little skinny boys. Yeah, they were little, right? <laughs> Should have been able to smoke them things. Well, I went out there and he was like, Nate, drive my car. I wanna see and honestly looking back, I kinda think Casey was like, I wonder if he can drive or if it's just his car, you know, like mm. his car my car is kind of a cheat code, it's got four hundred horsepower, the back brakes aren't any, rigged to anything except for a handbrake, and I had yeah. Jake Elliott's old competition suspension on the car and or you know, the uh, ankle kit. And so you know, so whatever. So we we went uh I drove his car, and I just remember I was I was drifting, but I just kept going, Anna, 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 mm-hmm. like kicking the clutch. Yeah. And I thought I was going to hurt it, and I was like, damn, I don't want to break my buddy's car. So I, I just drove, you know, I just kept my foot matted and went flat. And they all thought I did good, so I was like, okay, well. Yeah, I, I got to drive that car once, and I don't remember why I drove it, but uh, the I went out and tried it in second gear and like i could not keep it in drift like whatsoever i was clutch kicking the fuck out of this thing like and i that's i did the same thing i didn't want to like beat the shit yeah, out yeah, of this yeah, car yeah. too so I, did, I think i did like two laps and then i was like dog i'm done i'm not i'm not about to keep abusing your car because yeah. i'm gonna drive harder than this car can go so. <laughs> casey always like talk to it he'd be driving he'd be like come on baby girl come on baby <laughs> you know, you, know? And you can hear every bit of it that was funny. Good lord, good old K's. Dude, his car goes hard as fuck now. Oh yeah, now it is. Dude. It's a, a Sylvia front end S13 coupe. 
Uh, it's, it's a it's, six liter with a cam big enough to turn the earth backwards. It's fucking badass. Yeah. And it's instead of actual brick headlights, it's uh, oh, it's cat uh, eye Silverado headlights. Yeah, yeah. OBS <laughs> looks pretty good. But that's actually my favorite style of 240. Like that front end, a Silvio front on literally any any of them. I I'm cool with. I would rather have an I, for the money. I think you can do an S14 front for about the same as you can. The, it just doesn't the, look as good to me. The S14 front? Mm-mm. The S14 coo- You don't cookie. think an S14 kooky front looks as good as an S13 brick headlight setup? An S14 kooky front end looks good, but the brick front end is... It's money. No. It's absolutely <laughs> No way. Money. Ain't no I way. I swear to God, bro. No. <laughs> All right, well, we'll, do, we'll agree to disagree. It's okay. I, just, uh, I don't know. Like, the like, real Nate one. Hamilton's car is like that, and I've always been like, God damn, that car is such a Yeah, place, that know? one is good. I can't. I, the, the body kit he does on it, the but he's it's got his origin, own like graphics shop. Like, that's his business. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. doing liveries, T-shirts, bought, I mean, all that stuff. So he's got a creative edge for sure. For sure. But, um, but his car is so cool. I love that car. God, yeah. It's fucking sweet. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a biplane. What? Fucking sick, dude. <laughs> 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 fucking limiter. But, well, um, so, even all right, I guess we got kind of the grasp of what to start off with. I had, m- mine was pretty basic. I just dropped the car, coilovers, you know, uh, didn't even have an angle kit, took the bump stops off. Um, what else? Oh, I went a little overboard. I did dual caliper brackets, hydro, all that stuff before I even went out. And that, I guess, helped. If you can afford know. it, that's what to yeah. do. I mean, that's the move. Yeah. I just, at the time, I had literally taken out a loan against my daily mm-hmm. to build that car. And so I was like running on fumes. They're like, hey, man, you need like six sets of tires. And I was like, how much is that? They're like, probably $1,000. And I was like, Dude, oh, I got $1,000 my name, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't think Dude, I could do that. Yes, you know? I remember those days. Yeah. Like, my first track day, I struggled. I had to, like, just scrounge up scrubs from people that were already drifting, like, the half-used tires and stuff that yeah. they didn't give a shit about. But I was lucky enough that my car was only $600, and I just put little tiny stuff into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my – I was fortunate there, but – um. What would you suggest as a car? I know we named obviously the Z two forty. Those are basic as fuck. But what would you, you consider? Can get one now. They're expensive. Now, well, you know, yeah. But just to start off on, like as basic as it gets, think you're broke as a joke. You don't have any line of credit or anything like that. You have to start from scratch. What's like the like the how, the money? Like what would the money be? Like thirty five hundred dollars? Yeah. So you got about thirty five hundred dollars to put towards a build. Miata, probably. Yeah. They just, they just, they made, dude, they I, made a fucking gazillion of them, and they're everywhere. Yeah. And even if you bought a beat one, somebody like, like I have two. Mm-hmm. I don't even like. Sorry, I'm not trying to be offensive. I don't like Miatas really. I just think it's kind of like a, it's kind of a. I know it's supposed to be a sports car, but I, I, I've, I've dated a lot of people, of man. And I'm telling you, a lot of girls I know drove Miatas growing up, and I was like, it's a girl's car, you know? And I used to have... I've a, always wanted one, though. Dude, I, I, I have a friend. James' car is a fucking flex. The yeah, whole car, every really angle is. that car looks fucking sick. It you can do them cool. one of the cool. nastiest Miatas I have ever seen. Oh, it's the best, dude. Like, at all. It's like this awesome, sunburnt, orange fucking bronze i don't know dude it's fuck, it goes so hard it, dude. dude the pirate ship is hard yeah. so i'm not really a miata person but they can be had for like 2500 dollars, and the motors are like dime a dozen you can get them out of anything they only make two of them and they literally have a racing class where if you put a cold air intake on the one six you're allowed to race against a one eight that's how close and similar they are so mm-hmm. i would say a miata to learn on if you could afford a little bit more, maybe a Mustang or an E36. I don't really like E36. That was going to be my, my choice was an E36, just because of how relatively cheap they are now. Yeah. And they still make, like, okay power. And if you get an M54 and yeah, stuff like it's that like to like put in it, that's 230 or something like that, right? Go, don't even have to worry about it. You're yeah. cooking just like a Z would. And the E36 looks really good, too, especially with a kit on it. Yeah, if you kit one. I don't yeah. really like them. If they're Stock just body is not, not that great. Kinda but weird. the E30, though. That's the real. Those money. are cool. Those are super cool. But 
So if you got 15 grand laying around to go drift in E30, hit us up. We want to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, (laughs) whenever I started, I was looking into start drifting. There was a E30 shell that popped up, and the shell was actually in really good condition. Had a an LS swap harness with it too, and I highly contemplated it. The shell was only like 800 bucks. Yeah, with the harness. So I was like. It had no suspension, no nothing else with it. So I, I didn't know what I was stepping into because yeah. I didn't know BMWs hardly at all. I had a Volkswagen Jetta with the VR6 in it. That was like my closest taste to actual German engineering. Yeah. So I was too iffy on that one. The, uh, <clears throat> I was just going to say, this is not to say that you can't find other vehicles. You can SC300, SC400. We know a dude. What What's Justin Napier Drive? It's a... Dude, it's like it's like a G body. The you know the the methanol car, the black methanol oh. car. It's built like a dirt track car. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. And my phone's on D and D, so I can't go look. But I'm telling you, <laughs> dude, just I'm staring at it. I don't know if you're gonna put video. I don't know if you're gonna put pictures up of some of the stuff we're talking about. But dude, that's a that's a like a oh and what dude Chris Brodry Chris Brodry drives a fucking blazer. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah. a blazer. It's a white, what year is that? It's like one of those 80, square body blazers. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like an 86. It's Dude, old as it's fuck. a boat. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't seen it on track here recently, like in the past year or two, because I just haven't been to events, but... Whenever I saw it, that thing was fucking body rolling like yeah, a dude. motherfucker, and he was still cooking it. Dude, on he track. loves he it. He goes shit. out there and kicks it with the best of us. And dude, he's like everybody's hero because it's like that's the point. That's the point we're making is you can you can get other stuff. You can you can drift whatever you want. Mm-hmm. If it's dude, if it's rear wheel drive, you can go drive and it and it's still fun, you know. But oh, yeah. yeah, anyways, even like uh, Taylor Ray, he started with a Porsche fucking. The front engine thing? Yeah, it was so yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that like, bubble hatch yeah. design. I hate Porsches for anyone who's curious. I, I don't know why. Why? Don't, like Porsches? Okay, don't get me wrong. I don't necessarily like that Porsche, but like Don't get me wrong. Like Porsche oh, fuck. is a phenomenal car. They're extremely fun to drive, but they are some of the most hideous cars I've ever seen in my life. I don't agree ever. with them. Ever. You're on your own. They're nope. so. Uh, I'm gonna uh, get so much hate for that. Yeah, you are so fucking crazy. ugly, dude. I dude, tell everyone a this. They look at me like I'm the most psycho person ever. You don't. You really don't like the 911 turbos mm. with nope. the fucking. The only wing, Porsche dude? that I relatively think looks okay-ish is the Porsches with pop-ups, which I, that was one of them. Well, yeah. I don't know, dude. I think every single 911 looks cool. They all just looks like mm-hmm. dude. It looks like a race car for the yeah, street. It looks like a clown car to me. Really. I think the motors are in a weird place, but I, I think yeah. it's a cool car. I mean, they sound great, they drive great, they're fast as fuck. Dude, God, they're, they're ugly. Dude, the old ones are. I could build something man. so much better and way better looking. Why would I ever want a Porsche? Better than the 911? Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No, you can't. Okay, maybe not actually. It's like that's like the that's like the benchmark for like, dude, is it better than a 911? Then someone's like. Yeah, that's like that car right there is gonna get in a magazine. I'm like, dude, that's a fucking sweet car. <laughs> the 911 is like the. But what about the the? Okay, so I'm like, I don't, I'm not like very informed on Porsche, of course. But the GT3 RS is that not any better than the 911? Now? Yeah, yeah, that it's oh, okay. the same kind that's of deal. It's like a cup. It's like a cup car for the road. Oh, that's what I was talking that's, about. Okay. Yeah. Dude, yeah, those Porsche like the Boxster. That's, I mean, that's, I mean, it's still a Porsche, but that's just. I had to work on one of those in a body shop. No, really? Yeah, the pain in the ass to take apart. No, not even that. Uh, just like they're very uncomfortable, and they drive. They didn't drive as well as any other Porsche I've driven. Yeah, well, it's like this. That's like the Altima of Porsches. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like. <laughs> It's the C class. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah, it's the C class Mercedes. <laughs> no offense, if you drive a C class, it's fine. I'm yeah. sure everybody loves your C class. <laughs> Actually, when I worked at Mannheim, dude, we got so many of those C classes in. They were, like it was, it took up a lot of our lot. Uh, we're getting off topic. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. All right, yeah, we're talking about drifting. That's. Um, Motherfucker said he doesn't like 911s. I was like, what? Cheers. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so whenever like you're getting the car ready, what or not necessarily the car ready, but 
like say you're prepping for your first track day what are you what are your f- focuses on Obviously, getting your shit in the truck and getting it loaded up, but... Yeah, you want to make sure that you got all your tires. You want to definitely make sure you do a bolt check. Like, I have, I am uh, historically horrible about bolt check. I'm just, I'm just... I am too. I'm just... I'm sloppy, and I hate it, and I don't like working on my own car. I'll come over and work on your car till 4 in the morning. He'll tell you, but I hate working on my own car. It's just like... It's like work. It's because I know I got to do it. I'm like, I don't want to do it now, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, make sure all your tires are there. Make sure you pack all the tools you think you'll need. And then if you see something laying around, you're like, well, if this broke, I might need that. So bring as much stuff as you can without being, you know, without being, you know. Yeah. You know, don't pack your fucking toolbox. Yeah, but. Tools in your trailer. Bring all the stuff you can. Bring all the tires you can. And then uh, go down to the gas station, gas up the truck, pull forwards, gas up the car. Mm -hmm. Dude, that was always a pain in the ass for me because my truck is on one side and the Z's on the other. Oh, yeah. Dude, I hated it. And especially if you got an enclosed trailer. Boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. then, no, that's why people started bringing jugs, I guess. Mine's always open. I'm, I'm a hillbilly. Yeah. But uh, on the topic of tires, though, what, what would be a good, like, brand of tire to start off on? Especially now, because tires are extremely expensive now with the new tire tariffs and everything. For a brand new? For uh, someone brand new to drifting? New to drifting. New to drifting. I would still have to say... Kendas or Valinos or maybe Ironmans. I mean, it's a little. It sounds crazy to tell someone to spend more money instead of buying the cheap Walmart stuff. But your first event, you're gonna be so like overwhelmed by so. You're like, dude, there's so much sensory going on. You're like, everybody's talking to you. Everyone knows you're new. They have a drivers meeting. They basically call you out, kind of not in a mean way, but you know they want to find out who's driven and who hasn't. That kind of stuff is. That kind of stuff is like uh, that's the that's the really important stuff that you would uh, want to want to stay on top of while you're there. So I would say that spending the extra probably let's say hundred and something dollars that it'll cost you extra to get the high treadwear, you'll spend less time swapping tires, and you don't need to bring multiple wheel sets. You only need to bring one car with four wheels, and you have one set of Kendas or Valinos or Ironmans that last a long time. You can get 10 or 15 laps out of before you mm-hmm. got to do anything else. So it might cost you a little bit more on the front, but you know, I spent I spent two hours of my very first track day probably swapping t- like you know running the machine mm-hmm. at at Beach Bend. Yeah, and you you know once you actually because okay, well I will I will say. For your absolute first track day, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Yeah, yeah. Buy you some yeah. cheap tires, especially if you're on a low-power car. You're not going to be spinning the wheels enough to be actually burning the rubber off. You're going to be spinning out way too much. You're not going to actually be <laughs> burning tires. So if if it were me for your absolute first track day, what I started off with was obviously scrubs. But I would suggest for a new tire, mile stars. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Once I got into drifting and I started like picking it up, I hated them. But learning on them, they actually have a decent amount of grip, and you can air them up. They're like all-season tires, so they're good in the rain, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but they don't, like, chunk as bad as most all-season tires would. Yeah. So learning I on them be, be good, especially once you mine. heat cycle them once. They're, like, harder as a rock after that. Yeah. So those yeah. would be good to learn th- on. Th- honestly, that's really, a you, that's really a you question. I, I had a 400-something horsepower car yeah. when I went out, and so, like, my first lesson was like, well, fuck, that didn't work. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I learned, did I, dude, my first event, I'm su- I'm like super confident. I don't really get nervous. I don't really get scared. Like, you know, yeah. I'm just one of those people, like when the guy was like, you ready? And I just remember I looked forward, I was like, let's find out. You know, like, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know I what don't I'm know. doing, right? Fight. I'm just trying. And so my first event, I was like, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to fucking shred and these motherfuckers are going to wonder how the fuck I learned mm-hmm. to drive because I had five years on a sim. And I, and to some degree, I think I did that. Most people were like, well, I'd say the sim works. You fucking didn't spin and you did pretty good all day, Yeah, you know. But my first event humbled the fuck out of me, dude. I was not ready how for so? the... I was not ready for the amount of work that it was that needed to be put on the car, right? My car wasn't ready, and I was convinced, dude. If you would, you could have asked me anything. You could have been like, "I'll bet you your car." I'm like, "It ain't gonna break," you know. Mm-hmm. I was just so sure, and that got I got humbled there. I was like, "I don't need expensive tires like what everyone else is yeah. running. I'll just buy, you know, I'll just buy 
four or five, four or six of yeah. the Walmart brands, and that didn't work. I blew them off in fucking <laughs> ten laps. You know, like it just was very like I thought that it was simple, and it is to some degree. But I got the shit humbled out of me. I was like, okay. and sometimes yeah. you need that. Sometimes you and need that's, to get that's checked. And that's one you know? thing that you kind of need to think of for your first event. If you're going to be building a car for your first event, you might run into some of those issues. Now, if you're buying a stock car yeah, yeah. and just lowering it and making it driftable, then you're not going to have to worry about stuff like that as much. I mean, obviously, if like your power steering pump fails or you know something silly like that could go wrong on a stock car. Loop it. Keep driving. Yeah, that. Don't even worry about it. But if you're building a high-horsepower car, or not even a high-horsepower car, just a swapped car, let's say, and you're going to run into A-inline failures. You're going to run into coolant fucking going everywhere because one hose clamp didn't tighten enough or you yeah. forgot to tighten it or you, know, you didn't tighten a diff bolt, something stupid. It's good, dude, you know? it's, it's going to check you. For oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. you know it'll put your ass in check. Sometimes you crank that soldier boy, and sometimes it cranks you, you know. And I, my first event, I got the shit cranked Ooh. out of me. <laughs> I was, I was, dude, that's Casey. I was like sweating, and my parents were there. My dad was like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "No, I'm gonna get it running again." He was like, "Why don't you just put it back together and go back out?" I was like, "Cause I drove all the way here, and it was, it was only like, <laughs> it, dude, it's like, what is it? Two hours from here? Three hours, maybe?" It's not even that. It's yeah, like dude, I was, I was just, so. dude, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I just was convinced it was easy, and it. It's not easy, but it is worth it. Mm-hmm. That's what I would and say. See, mine was a little different. I drove all the way to Memphis for my first event. And it was a oh, big, huge event. It was a stupid cold event. So there was thousands of people there. Oh, no. Dude, it was absolutely the most embarrassing event I've ever had. Like, But the good thing about it was there were so many other like, new people out there that it, it made me feel a little better. But yeah. it, was not, it was freezing cold because it was stupid cold in the middle of, I think they're in January now or something. But... And it was raining all day, so it was soaking wet on the track. And as we were loading up, it started fucking snowing. I could barely get the car on the trailer, bro. Really? My tire, the tires that I had were slick and bald <laughs> as fuck because there were scrubs. Like, look at this dude. If you watch our TikTok, the trailer, dude, dude, you know what I'm talking about. You're like getting up on the trailer, and it's just like a bunch of guys drinking beer on the thing. Yeah, you're just stuck. You're like fucking snows pouring down like a blizzard. We've all got car hearts on with our hoodies. We look like Eskimos and shit. Should we go help him? Everybody else, nah, he's fine. He can do it. Yeah. Get a running start. <laughs> well, that didn't even really help too, because it was like the gravel was a hill too. The or not oh, gravel, it was in gravel, the, not gravel, the uh, concrete. Oh, 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 the yeah. Asphalt, whatever, whatever it was. It was at a slant too, so I was going uphill and then uphill on the trailer. Didn't work very well. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. So, keep an eye out for what you're doing in your first event. Yeah, I would probably. <laughs> Let's see. And choose your first Re- event yeah, wisely. Yeah, choose choose somewhere lo- like pretty local if you can get away with it. If you're from Tennessee, Clarksville's a great place to go. Mm-hmm. It's if you're not trailering your car, especially pick somewhere very close. Yeah, and honestly, Clarksville is like the best place because even if you fucking coke canned it into a wall, somebody would be like, "Well, I drive mine here all the time. I'll drive it home," and then somebody yeah. will tow you. You yeah, know that happens all the time. I remember some dude from Memphis drove his rig is a G a blue G thirty five, and dude, he just fucking careened into one of those concrete things, and he, you know, he gets out of the car and he's upset, and we're you know, I don't have any parts on me to fix a. 350z and so we were like you know how can we figure out how to get it home he's like i'm gonna have to get towed and i remember one dude took his car back to his house in clarksville and then towed that dude to memphis that's insane you know it's very good very good community community, yeah that's a pretty good community up there if you want to do some drifting but yeah definitely local if if you're if do go somewhere local bring as much stuff as you can get away with bringing and make sure make sure you do bolts checks Mm -hmm. on your lugs (laughs) for sure on your look yes on your lugs uh I've seen multiple people go out on track and completely lose a wheel because they didn't torque down their lug nuts. <laughs> Who's hiding? I don't know what you're talking about. Shit. It's like it never happened. Have you seen my Instagram? That's not on my Instagram. I didn't crash. It's <laughs> not on my Instagram. It didn't happen. Oh, my God. No, I definitely did forget to tighten the lug nuts and bin up a bunch of fab work. and Do your bolts checks. Don't be an idiot. Don't be like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never really did a bolt check on the Z much. I mean, I would do a couple, like, suspension arms and stuff just to make sure those were yeah. okay. 
Uh, but other than that, I mean, I wouldn't go extensive. With Honestly, with a 240, you're like afraid if you go down there to bolt check something, you might turn one and it breaks the nut off on oh, the Oh, now with the, the RV, you're like, easy, <laughs> dude, every event, I'm going to be like triple checking every yeah, fucking yeah. bolt because I'm going to be scared shitless. But actually, that that's that's a that'd be a good topic. So what um, after you're kind of in drifting, you've got through your couple events. What what do you think you should start focusing on after that? Because like obviously, don't go into fucking swaps and shit. I would. Yeah. Say. Um. Uh. Probably transitions and w- w- when to use the brakes. That's fair. That'd probably be the first things I would learn. When to e-brake. Don't e-brake during a tr- during a transition because that you, that'll become a habit. And then when someone tries to tandem with you, if you're snatching the brake mid transition, mm-hmm. they're gonna. That hit, was one, they're one gonna thing hit that you. I had an issue with. I always wanted to grab the handbrake, and I see Brandon doing that a lot. He'll literally drive with one hand and just keep his hand on the handbrake. Yeah, that's like that's sketchy as fuck to me. I wouldn't. He, he can drive. Pretty, I don't see him. Like I don't that, see Brandon hitting the thing mid transition. And what happens is if you do this, I know you know, but yeah, yeah. But if you're drifting like this and then you go to swap sides, but you're in front and you pull the brake, you slow down. But I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to hit the brakes. You're in front of me. I'm trying to run, you know, I'm trying to get mm-hmm. up on you. So if you hit the brakes, I'm going to hit you. So I haven't seen Brandon do that. He does drive with one hand. It is really weird and uncanny looking, yeah. but I mean, he drives pretty good to me. It's very yeah. unorthodox. It is very unorthodox looking. And so. most people will tell you not to drive that way. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of up to you, I guess, but I don't see it being very safe. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Well, explain kind of like the difference in driving styles, because I know when people are getting into it, they're not going to necessarily understand what we're even talking about. But the the driving, the way you drive explains kind of a lot to the person that's following you. So you ha- you have to pick up on stuff like that whenever you are tandeming. So I don't, this is actually where I kind of fall short with drifting because I'm not really I like drifting and I I think I'm pretty good I'm good enough at it where I can say I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. But I'm also I don't know like I don't know if there's what the different styles are like the only two that I can for certain say is like Chris is like like really smooth and he faint entries a lot mm-hmm. and you know he. He doesn't. He doesn't do a lot of input once he sets. He he sets in and goes like this, and that's like one style. And it's very me and Chris follow each other really well because he's really predictable. He drives the same all yeah. the time. And then for me, it's like a lot of rev limiter, a lot of like slinging it in really hard. Like I like to do backies and stuff like that. You yeah. know. So that's one thing I want to learn, but I need a better angle kit. Mm. I mean, man doesn't have very good acrimony. Like you just air the fuck out of the front ones up. And well, yeah, out, you, you know? can scrub the shit out of them because of the acrimony. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so, but like big angle, like I do a lot of like I use the throttle. Whoops, I use the throttle more than I think. I modulate the throttle more than Chris does. So in my in my videos, I'm always like, like I'm controlling the car with the throttle, whereas Chris like sets it and he just leaves it. He just leaves it flat yeah. the whole time. And Which, well, in it. your case, you kind of have to a little bit more because you are boosted. Too. Well, yeah, so yeah. I mean, but even when I was in A, I still did that. So, There's a bunch yeah. of videos. Uh, Brendan and them used to make fun of me. They're like, what are you doing the whoop, 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 whoops for? And it was like, I don't know. You know, I just, that's Sounds how cool. that's how <laughs> I was driving it. I was just making sure that the car stayed at the same position using the throttle. And then I would put the car where I wanted with yeah. the steering wheel. Whereas Chris, once he sets it, that's it. That's the line. He picked the line, even if it's on the inside or the mm-hmm. outside. He just stays the line. Which technically, that's the way. Like, if you ever run competition, that's the way they want you to drive. They want yeah, you for to sure. Flick for it sure. in, yeah. set it, and hold it. Like that's it. You can't drive your way out to the edge. You know, that's obviously frowned upon in com- competitive driving. But I'm kind of more or less the same in a sense. I obviously I'm all style. So I just care about the way the drift looks, how close I am to the person in front of me or how close they are to me and getting the best pictures and stuff. So I'm always trying to get as close to the wall as I can. Obviously I'm not that good yet, so I'm not deep or anything, but I big flick. I want to learn backies. You know, I want to, I want to be able to do all the crazy shit and actually drive hard instead of just finding my line and going I don't know. There's, I mean, I, I like the way Chris drives. It's like really smooth, you know, 
but I also like I, I really do like the way that I just like I drive really fast and I drive like mm-hmm. really hard and so the reason that I do that is like you know when I did the Clarksville comp I, I drove more like Chris I feel like I would just like find the line you know zone in on where I was trying to hit and then yeah. I just drove that line but you know when you're in Clarksville I'm just always trying to get better and so like mm-hmm. you know I'm like I'm too far in and so I'll steer out and give it gas to go out towards the you know what I'm saying like yeah. out towards the outer side so I'm like okay that's like, like teaches my muscles okay that's what that does if i cut out and give it gas i go towards the outside mm-hmm. if i lift and straighten it goes in yeah and that's all kind of you know? like we were talking about last week the muscle memory yeah yeah, yeah you'll, you'll kind of just you won't even realize you're doing it he said that actually once once the once they flag you to go you kind of just turn into a robot you just kind of know what to do in a sense you're not necessarily thinking about any of it so especially initiating in a drift that was one thing that was a little bit complicated for me because I couldn't figure out if I wanted to handbrake initiate or clutch kick. And in some instances and in tracks, I'll I'll switch it up. Just depends. It depends on. Honestly, I don't know. I kind of I feel like I drive now that we're talking about all this. I feel like I'm not as good as I thought I was. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I drive the way I start sentences. I don't know how I'm gonna end it. You know, I just like I start driving up to the corner and I'm like I'm like am I gonna because like. Dude, I know that people say don't manji, right? Well, you know. I love manjing. Dude, it's awesome. Shut it's up. So fun. It's I don't so care. Anyone who says don't manji the straight, fuck you. At Mid Pond, that is one of the funnest fucking things to do. Because literally, if any of you have ever driven Mid Pond, let me know in the comments because they widened it. And I got to drive it the first event that they widened it. And, dude, when you come around that hairpin, it's a – you're literally – you're fucking wide open throttle, full angle. And then you flick it back, flick it back again. One more time, and then it just sets you perfectly into that corner. Now, that corner's sketchy as fuck if you have driven it. It's a, just a straight 90, but it, it drops off, and then you go straight into a tree line. So, on the it's back really side? Muddy. Yeah, and yeah. Back I've driven corner. that track a lot in the Seto. Yeah. And that back, it's sketchy in that corner. It's really slippery. It's If you go off, you're sliding quite a bit of ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is one of the funnest tracks around. And manjing that straight, just. But I think when it, people like. You know, like Aaron Losey and Chelsea Denofa, I think when people like that say, don't be a bitch, don't mind you the straight, I don't think they mean, like, if you're out there just having fun, not to manji. Well, I think yeah. they're saying, don't manji if you want to be a better driver, don't be a coward and fucking just stand on it. And and mm-hmm. in that sense, they're right. Because when I, when I remember when I first heard uh, Chelsea Denofa say that, he was like, dude, He, I mean, he still is. He's like the guy, you know? That's the oh, yeah. drift dude, you know? Yep. Okay, well, I watched him say that, and I was like, what the fuck? Why? You know? Why are you, why are you, you, know, why are you taking the fun out of it? But mm-hmm. now that I've grown a little bit in drifting, I'm like, okay, I understand what he meant, you know? Because like, sometimes yeah. you pull up to a corner, and you're like, uh, you know, it's like you're just like, they're not throwing a run, but you just want to go out there and party and send it, and not, I'm, not try- I'm trying to run this line, and I'm going to drag my ass on this wall, you know, like whatever. Yeah. You're just trying to go out there and have a good time, and sometimes you're just like, what? What? And, you know, you mm-hmm. kick it to the other side. For yeah. someone to say that that's not fun, I don't believe that. I think that, that he just meant in a competitive sense, if you want to be a better driver, don't mind you the straight, pin it and stand on it, and then at the end, figure out how to get around your line so yeah. that you don't mind you. I think that's what he meant. That's, I think that is more or less what the concept of it is. And if in a competitive sense, I it's could see way... it for just filling the entire track with smoke. Like it, it's unnecessary smoke. Way more of an adrenaline rush to not mind you. Because you end up going, so, you true. end up going so fast. You're like, dude, I didn't know if I was gonna get it. You know, <laughs> that's the that's the that's the best I feeling. I slow down enough. Yeah, yeah, man. Mm. Yeah, what's the most technical track you've driven? Because mine's obviously mid pond or clutch kicker in the whole Florida. But. Um, technical. Probably, probably Beach Bend. I mean, it's it, really? a lot of people crash there. I think that's the one. Well, I'm just not a. Well, I'm like not a very. I'm not a. Track. I'm not a big risk taker, though. I'm not a. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I for those of you who don't know about my car, it's not that nice of a car. Okay, but it is like my baby, and I have wanted to build a car like that since I was like 13 years old. You can go back on my Instagram and find that post. I'm dead serious. Yeah, and like, so I don't want to crash it. I like that car. You know, I'm mm-hmm. planning to build another car so that I can kind of keep that car as something to bring out when I like want to fuck with my big car, you know? Yeah. So 
I don't. I'm not really a big risk taker. But yeah, that was probably the most. Or you know, honestly, technical Nashville Super Speedway after the sweepers kind of technical. You're you're kind of going fast. It is yeah. wide, especially in a low power car. It's really hard. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to reach that next hairpin. But, oof. I'd say mid pond's probably pretty technical. I've never driven there in real life, only on a seto. But I probably have like 150 laps in a seto on that. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, kind of end on a, on, I guess, similar note. Well, fuck, I don't even know what I was going to say. Well, actually, for let's throw it off a little bit. Instead of budget build, if, if someone's looking to get into drifting, but they've got all the money in the world, what would you suggest? Corvette. Why, though? Because it's, it's just, dude, it's like if almost 50-50 weight no, literally, distribution. Literally, all the money in the world, you choose a Corvette. It's already built. Yeah. You don't gotta do anything. You just put a big yeah. cam in and an angle kit on and go yeah. drive. It'll never break. Who cares? Throw a 2J in anything. It'll never break. That's not true. The 2J will not break. That's not true. The 2J guys get in the chat and tell me that your car doesn't ever break. Go ahead. <laughs> it's just not true. It's a turbo engine. They're going to break. They're going to give you problems, dude. If it's got tires, if it's got tires or a turbo like or tits, bro, it's going to give you a hard time. <laughs> Forever. That is like law. I need that on a shirt. I'm, pr- Dude, I'm probably. If I had all the money in the world, I I would not run an LS for any type of competition. If I had all the money to just build whatever I want, hell no. I mean, if you have all the money in the world, the all the money in the world, you'd you'd go to Vaughn and you'd buy a fucking RTR Mustang. That's the pinnacle. Hmm. How are <laughs> Dude. I mean, yeah, those those RTR Mustangs. Dude, are, all right, so listen, if you don't believe dialed, in the RTR Mustangs, why do they win so goddamn always? Um, well, they yeah. fucking win every it's round. It's not even the car. It's not the driver. It's the entire franchise that's behind it that does every little mathematical and geometric. The car is perfect. It's like that's the design. Yeah, that's that's like, that's probably, I mean. I'd ask Chris Forsberg to make me a 400Z yeah, with a 2J in it. Fuck you. I'd still rather have a Corvette. <laughs> I, like the, I like the Zs, too. And, I and like. I don't really like the way Z cars sound. I don't like the VQ. Oh motor. no, the, it's like the VQ is horrifying. Dude, it, it, they'll run forever. I'm not talking shit about mm-hmm. them. I, I just don't like the way they sound that much. But yeah, if you ha- if you're like, if you're talking about just building your own shit, I feel like a C5 or C6, that's a C6 and up. Least. Yeah, well, C5 looks goofy to me with the pop ups. The front end looks like really long. You're gonna make Awkward. me go buy a C5. C6. If you buy a Corvette, buy a C6, please. It looks way better. I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna it's buy. It's actually it. got Japanese styling, so that's why. I'm gonna buy a C5 and I'm gonna put the radiator in the okay. back and I'm gonna Fuck fucking you. turbo it. It's gonna be like shark car, but on steroids. And I'm gonna okay, keep West. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Wes. <laughs> yeah, that actually that C5 is pretty cool. I like his, his car. livery and everything on it. That shit looks. He did pretty good. I thought. You know, he. Uh, well, he, he got seventh overall or something. I think, and he qualified fourth. Maybe. No way. Pretty sure he qualified fourth. On the last round? Maybe it was fifth. Might have been fifth. I can't remember. But still. Either way, for your first you Pro-Am know. event, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. I've never really liked the way he drives. Really? Yeah. I see him robotic. He, well, yeah, kind of. That's I, what I, I always thought it was like robot-y. He, well, he started out, well, he had the GK Tech Superlock at first, right, on the S13? Yeah. Okay, so he, he hated that. And then he upgraded the Wise Fab after like two events. Yeah, and he had he set the motherfucker like to full lock every bit oh, of yeah, fucking angle he kill. had. And Dude, remember once he did that, every single time he went out on track, each corner it was throw it to full lock, let it bounce back, and then catch it. <laughs> he just stand, on <laughs> and then it, he dude. would fucking stand on the limiter of the RB, which is now mine. But yeah, that I mean, he's kind of. I guess that's true. I guess he's kind of more like. I don't know. He's like a seasoned race car guy, though, man. He yeah, did like dirt track stuff. He knows a lot of motorsports. Yeah. See, and I think what that's... what has he done? Actually, it's he did dirt track. Dude, he had a helmet in his. Uh, what do you mean? What has he done? It's Wes. He's I mean, done what everything. Hasn't he done? Yeah. He's, a real he's like, if they were like, he's wet. a realtor too. If you need a house, let him know. Yeah. He bought. He got us both our house. Show did. I put an offer on that thing without even looking at it. Actually, that's funny. So he has a. He has a full shop house, which is so the bottom floor is all shop space, and then the top is basically an apartment. Kind of, yeah, kind of a little bit bigger than an apartment, of course. But uh, <laughs> I was looking at a house the exact same time he was, and I was off that day, 
So me and Wes were out looking at houses, and we decided to go to that one too. And we went there. I checked it out, and I was like, yeah, this is a little, like, I don't really need all of this for what I need. So I just said, fuck it. And I told him about it. And he literally, didn't you like leave work? Yeah. <laughs> he fucking left work. Just, <laughs> what were they going to do? They didn't right stop behind, me, like, you, know? you know? I was like, I'm going to buy a house. They were like, what? I was like, I'll see you later. Bye, bitch. And I left. <laughs> Bye. I left. I met Wes down there. We walked through it one time. I was like, I looked, dude, I remember I walked into the shop and I looked down through the thing and someone had spray painted Hoonigan. Oh. One of the stickers on the walls had like a yeah. spray paint Hoonigan. And I was like, yeah, I'll take it. And yeah. uh, Wes was like, all right, well, I'll put an offer in on it. And uh, it needed too much work for what I wanted. I want it. Yeah, I, w- I need to finish out the garage and, and like do that. some stuff. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not super organized. And so I have like, you know, 15 cars sitting around trying to figure out what to do with all of them. So it's always a mess. But I'm gonna move my girlfriend in pretty soon. Hopefully, she can get the upstairs looking like a house, and that'll give me more time to mess with the garage. So that's my, yeah, that's my, my loose plan. I don't have a plan. I have like 13 percent of a plan. <laughs> just wing it. Yeah, just wing it. All right. Well, I guess that kind of wraps up this one. Um, well, don't forget, every Sunday, new episode drops. Uh, no telling who's on next, but we're trying to get some guests on. So if it, maybe you want to be on, or maybe you want to be on. <laughs> Did just the camera out? just died. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, maybe you want to be on. Uh, check us out. DM us on Instagram. Just circle adrift. Uh, and speaking of that, follow us on all of our socials, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, and if you're listening on just the audio, we should be on every single platform. And if so. you ever, if you, if you ever feel like you want us to talk about a subject, we're always constantly writing down subjects to talk about, but we're open to, we read all the comments, man. We're like weird about it. So yes. just let us know. Okay. But that's it for this one. Thanks. I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Cheers to that. That's a good one. What time is it? I don't even know. 7.30? Yeah.